The big question is this, how do we use the seven step blueprint to help you or people you influence become more physically healthy than 98% of the people you know and in your community? That's what today's episode is all about. Let's get stuck into it straight away. Today's episode of the new science of physical health. Hi everybody, welcome back to this episode in the seven step blueprint for the new science of physical health. And we're at the final step, which I've made a standalone phase. I'm very, very excited to share this with you because I came up with this this particular step. In fact, I'll tell you the story behind how I did this. Um, I've mentioned throughout the series here, and we've talked about the seven steps, where I began my my youth, as it were, growing up in a small country town um, called Bega. Um, for all of those of you who live outside of the US, uh, outside of Australia, places like the USA and Canada and England and South Africa and throughout Europe and places in Russia that are listening to this episode, I know because I see where the, uh, the downloads are. Russia, where else did I get one the other day from? Brazil. Some people in Brazil are downloading this episode, the seven step blueprint. I know there's people in, you know, across uh, Asia Pacific, throughout Malaysia and Singapore and the Philippines and the areas like that that listen to this uh, have some listeners in India like it's just it's mind-boggling there's 52 countries United Arab Emirates and so throughout the world so the town that I live in if you go and google it or lived in when I grew up um, it's called Bega B-E-G-A and I've talked about the fact that you know um, we have a famous uh, business there not we as in me, but the town uh, called Bega Cheese, which sells a whole lot of dairy products and is a multi-billion dollar uh, company out of this tiny little country town of 4,000 people. So here's how the, uh, the concept for step seven came about. What um, we have uh, in Australia, about 27,000 doctors, we call them GPs or general practitioners. So our country is about, I don't know, 25 million, 26 million people. And from my reading, there's about 27,000 general practitioners. That's if you're sick and you've got a cold or you've got some aches and pains or you know, you've got something more serious that you feel you have to get treated. The first place in our medical system that you go to under Medicare, so our government pays for, pays for that, for us to go and visit doctors um, through our taxes, uh, is you go to a general practitioner. And, you, and typically what happens is people end up having a doctor in a, a medical center or a, a local practicing doctor that's close to where they live. That's typically what happens. So you, you have your own personal doctor. I have my own personal doctor. Um, his name is Kwan. He is a fantastic doctor. Really like, I find him really good, uh, spot on. Um, helps you know both myself, my wife, and my son whenever we need it. You know different things with my son over the years. My son's actually had listen to this. He's eleven. By the time he was, I think it was six, he'd had four broken elbows. That is a story in itself, and uh, just from falling over, you know, accidentally. And apparently, I didn't know. Well, here's the interesting thing about broken elbows. I've never had a broken elbow, but he's had four broken elbows. And by the time I was 13, I'd had seven broken arms. And in fact, when I was 10, I had two broken arms at the same time. That was, and I tell that story to lots of people all the time, um, how that actually happened. My friend and I, what we were doing is, 
um, we were uh, trying to, we were on a swing, like at a park, and we're jumping off the swing um, and seeing how far out we could land. And you know, 10 years old, little competition between two friends. Well, my shorts got stuck in the chain on the side of the swing at the park as I went to jump out, and I face planted in this hard, hard dirt, almost like concrete dirt, um, where we'd been jumping for, I don't know, half an hour successfully, except this one time I wasn't successful, I slipped, shorts got stuck, landed, face planted, arms on the ground, both wrists were cracked. Anyway, so that generally, that, that's my story about the broken arms of myself and also of my son. Um, and so uh, what happens is you go and see a doctor and you go and get stuff treated. Well, there was, I was reading a story sometime uh, a year ago from when this is recorded, I was reading a story about, and I'd never really seen this before, but there's an award on a yearly basis called the Australian Doctor of the Year. And it's, and I'm not sure what the criteria is for that, but so some doctor across our country, it could be, you know, in, in any one of those 27,000 doctors is awarded... Um, the title of Australian Doctor of the Year. However, the criteria is done from the Australian Medical Authority. It's a prestigious board, and uh, it's a prestigious group that look to direct um, the uh, the way in which the professional peak professional body, the Australian Medical Authority, helps um, our citizens. So, can you believe that I'm reading this article about the Australian Doctor of the Year, and the Australian Doctor of the Year? from the last 12 months from the time that I'm recording this is from my hometown that I grew up in in Bega. Blew my mind. So here's the story of what I did. I'd always wanted to interview... I was going to interview my own doctor, okay? But I thought it tied into the story of the seven-step blueprint a whole lot more authentically by interviewing a doctor from a country town that I grew up in. So, remember what this audio is all about. This audio episode is to introduce you to seven-step blueprint to help you understand the strategy behind the seven steps to help people fall in love with wanting to be physically healthy that's what this seven-step blueprint does so one of the things I wanted to do was to interview a doctor about what here's some questions that I want to ask them which which you won't get it in this particular audio episode but if you go ahead and get the course when that's available then you'll get access to the interview that I've done with the Australian Doctor of the Year and some of the questions I've asked. So here's some of the questions that I had on my mind as a health educator. Doctor, in your practice, what are the conditions that you treat the most with patients? So when patients, so for every thousand patients that turn up, I don't know how many patients they see a year, but it's a it's a lot. I mean, and I, you know, some doctors might see 20 patients a day, five times a week. What's that, 100 if you work 40? That's 4,000 patients a year if they work 40 weeks of the year. So it's probably more than that, 5,000 plus patients a year. So the question is, out of all of those patients, what does, here's my question, what does a doctor have to treat the most? Now, my, you'll hear that, the answer to that question, inside the course with a doctor. And my suspicions were things like, high blood pressure, things related to cardiovascular disease, things related to type 2 diabetes, which has a big link, massive link, huge link, 
to cardiovascular disease. Um, and it'll go th- we've gone through that inside the course as well, what that direct linear correlation is. So my goal was, what kind of things do you treat? And then what kind of medications do you give? And, what, and then here's the final question. Right? And this is what is deeply embedded as the tactics part of the course. Because in this section, in this introduction section, all I wanted to, to, to reveal to you is this. The strategies behind the seven-step blueprint and the evidence and a little bit of the tactics, but in all the detail of the tactics, the question was, what kind of tests should a person be getting? So if you're in your 20s and you want to know if you're physically healthy from a doctor, what kind of tests should you get? What kind of blood, should it be blood, what kind of blood cholesterol tests? Should it be HDL to LDL ratio? Should it be triglyceride count? Should it be something to do with your liver condition? Because that liver condition actually relates to cardiovascular disease. And I'll talk about that with a doctor when, when in the course. So um, is it uh, things like um, your BMI? Is it things like your blood glucose levels? What my question to the doctor was, give me a set of things that say someone between the ages of 20 and 40 should be looking out for in order to be classified by a doctor as physically healthy. Then from 40 onwards, what should, because your body changes, that's the problem, is that most people, a lot of people think that, not they think, this thinking pattern is not embedded in people. And in the course, I help to do this particularly in this step, step seven. And that is, well, I've been doing it all my life and I haven't had any problem. Here's the great challenge. Here's why tests are important with doctors and why, I've, and I'll tell you in a minute, why I've made this step seven a part of the seven-step blueprint. But what happens is, if, uh, I always talk about when I'm um, sharing with learners, the concept of sediments and the disease of accumulation. Here's what I mean by the disease of accumulation. As you get, as you move through your life, so through each five-year block of your life, say from 20 to 25, even 15 to 20, 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 30 to 35, your body begins to build up a progression of potential disease, which we've talked about throughout the um, different part, like the, the impact quadrant and the molecular benefit map. So for, I'll give you one perfect example. The disease of atherosclerosis is a disease of accumulation. It begins at a young age, very young, often we now know in your late teens and certainly into your early 20s. That's when atherosclerosis begins. If you don't know what that is, I won't define it here. Go back to the episode on the impact quadrant because that's where I talk about it. So... What happens is it's a disease of progression. And that means that if you do the same things at 20 and you weren't having the correct dose of physical activity, which you thought you were, but if you're doing the same things and you think you're going okay, and your body feels healthy because you can't feel atherosclerosis, you can't feel the, the progressive progression of high blood pressure, which is incredibly dangerous, more dangerous after 40 than before 40, I was talking to a cardiologist about that, and so, and there's reasons for that. But one of the other progressions, as you get atherosclerosis, is something called hardening of the arteries, stiffening of the arteries, or inflexible arteries. So that progresses and progressively gets worse, like set, like a buildup of 
if you took geography and you took sediments building up in over thousands and thousands and thousands of years, the human beings don't have that long, but sediments of rock, we get one layer of rock, then another layer of rock, then another layer of rock, over, you know, literally millions of years to form these different types of sediments. Well, that's what happens inside the human body, but over a shorter time period, is you get a build-up and a build-up and a build-up. So, those people, back to the impact quadrant, those people, which is step number four in, the, in this particular step, uh, set of steps, in the impact quadrant, those people who don't have the correct dose of physical activity. How do you know if you've got the correct dose? Use step five and step six of the seven-step blueprint. But those people who don't have the correct dose, they are not releasing a chemical into their bloodstream called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide, as a result of the correct dose of physical activity, makes your blood vessels elastic, more elastic and more flexible. If they are inflexible and become more stiff, you have a tripwire situation into cardiovascular disease. It's a big trigger into helping to develop cardiovascular disease because your arteries become arteries are becoming more inflexible and more inflexible and more stiff as time progresses. 20 to 25, 25 to 30, 35 to 40, 45 to 50. Okay, so what happens is your body changes over time. So back to the Australian Doctor of the Year, which you'll get access to inside the course if you choose to go to that. If you want to get, if you want to do want to get access to that, and you want to know how, there's a link inside the show notes of this particular blueprint. And if you don't already have the link on how to get the course, go there, and I'll send you the link on how to do that. Right? When um, as soon as that course becomes available. So here's what ends up happening: is that you need to go to a doctor to find out what, whether or not you are classified as physically healthy. The question is, well, what tests am I going to ask the doctor? Well, that's what I've decided to do and to put into the tactics with the Australian Doctor of the Year is a series. He will tell you in that audio episode what you what you will need to do, and we'll give you a PDF on this as well. What tests you should go and get, not from not from my recommendation of what tests you should get, but from the doctor, him, the Australian Doctor of the Year himself, which I'm very, very excited about being able to provide that. And here's the purpose of it. This, I think, is the, is the, is the critical link with the, all the seven steps. Steps one, two, three, four, five, and six, when you combine them all together, so I'll just walk you through those very quickly. Professors explain, influence the framework, molecular benefit map, impact quadrant, sense of tech, and useful data. Those are the seven steps. When you combine those together and you go through that funnel and you go through the entire course, and then you start to use in particular and apply step five and step six over a period of 90 days, 180 days, 270 days, and 360 days. What will happen is your body will change. So if you're using step five and step six and you're accomplishing even a portion of the goals that we outline in step number six inside the course, useful data, when you go to, I don't want to prove to you with some speech or some kind of document that I put together or some video, I don't want to prove to you how those steps have worked, okay? The medical research 
is already there for step five and step six. And I talk about that in the last two episodes for this series, um, where I'm introducing you to the seven-step blueprint, and I also talk about it deeply in the course, the medical evidence behind that. So what I wanted to do was, and I sat down when I, when I thought about interviewing the Australian Doctor of the Year, and I said, you know what? Why don't we make the recommendation inside the course, the seven-step blueprint, for people, once they're at 18, 19, age and onwards, to, for people to prove to themselves that step using step five and step six has actually made them classified as physically healthy. So after you've used it for 90 days, see what your medical results are like. After you've used it for 180 days and hit a particular target, see what your medical results are like. So here's what the recommendation will be once you've gone in to go and access the seven-step blueprint and the course. Here's what the recommendation will be for people, and I train young people on this as well, not necessarily go to the doctor, see the improved results, when you're a teenager or a child, but to get in your mind that this is what you do when you reach that stage. Because you will reach that stage. If you're a 14-year-old person listening to this series, you go, well, I want my medical results and I want to get them now. Well, that, let your doctor decide that. If they sh- You should do that now. The reality is, and that doctor will decide what test a 14-year-old should get, not an educator like me. But the reality is you will be 18 soon enough and you will be 19 and 20 and 21 and 22, and then you will get to 30. Why not start to learn right now what tests you should be getting when before you get to that age and know what tests to actually get? Because that's not something that they learn. And I know that's not something they learn because I've talked to health and physical education people across the world, not just Australia, but across the world. So the purpose is when you become an adult is that Your own doctor will prove to you that steps one to six of the seven-step blueprint have got you classified as physically healthy. And I think that is the best endorsement that we'll ever get for this particular platform. And that is, it's not up to the platform to try and persuade you that, that you have achieved a great result or that the science behind the platform is actually valid. Go and validate it with your own doctor. But what we'll do is, we'll have the Australian Doctor of the Year sharing with you what tests you should get. And the tests will be the same in any country. Some of the um, the, the units of measurement might be different, because I know in Australia and the United States, cholesterol is measured in different units. But that's not the point. The point is, the Australian Doctor of the Year will say, here are the set of recommendations that he would have want to have people in different decades of their life getting tested for to make sure they are classified as physically healthy and here's what I'll guarantee you and I know this for a fact like beyond a fact this is like you can take this to the bank and as sure as the sun is going to rise tomorrow well if it's not sunny it'll be cloudy but the sun will still be there as sure as the sun is as sure as night's going to turn into day no matter where you are in the world a person that uses step one to step six on a 90-day period uses them. Doesn't just learn them, but uses them. Particularly applies the tactics in the war room of step five and step six. Those people will grow their personal physical health status, unquestionably. 
will grow their personal physical health status. Keep using it for 180 days and you'll grow it some more. Use it for 270 and 360, get to the end of a 12-month cycle and your doctor will report to you what adaptations and physiological improvements you've had and where you are classified in terms of your physical health. That's what your own doctor will do. So, the new science of physical health as a platform is saying, we believe so much in what what we've put together in these seven steps and not only the learning side of things and not only the new frameworks, the influencer framework, the impact quadrant and the molecular benefit map, we believe in that so much, combined with step five and six, that we will have you prove it to yourself by you going to your own doctor, not through some quasi, um, you know, uh, testing thing that, that we would put out. You would go to your own doctor, get your own proof, and you go, whoa, they were right. Steps one to six actually work. They do actually help us to become, uh, help us to become classified as physically healthy. But the interesting thing is that most people are not, not they don't go down a pathway where they find out what tests they need in advance. And that's what you'll do with this particular step. So that's the whole thing behind the concept of step seven, medical results in the seven step blueprint. So we're gonna wrap up this series here. And here's what I'm encouraging you to do. The purpose of this series was to introduce you to the seven step blueprint. That's what it was designed to do. But what we want you to do now, if this is how you're inclined, if you've got to this episode and this is what you're inclined to do, is there is inside the show notes, if you haven't got access to for some reason yet, if you haven't got access to where you can get the course, then there's a link inside the show notes where I will send you the details of where you can access the course and when you can access the course. So you may have got this audio series and not have the link to where you can access the course and when you can access the course because it's di- it's different from different parts of the world. So I want you to take up, my goal and my objective is to help people fall in love with the desire to want to be physically healthy. That's the objective behind the seven step blueprint. It's not just to share information and say, this is what you do, although the tactics are very important, it's also designing to design to help people have strategy and evidence so that we have deep engagement and deep knowledge so that you want to get yourself in a position where you use the seven steps and it doesn't become just a fad. That's the, that's the objective behind it. And it's not like, oh, I'll, once I've finished with that, I'll move on to something else. You don't need to move on to something else. Well, there's a whole host of reasons for that, but pro- predominantly it's because of this step, step seven, where the medical results will, you'll be proven actually work from what you've done in steps one down through to step six and the, and the continuation of step one to step six and applying step five, um, five and step six on a regular, regular basis. So look, that's it from the seven-step blueprint. The only thing you can do right now is make a decision on where you want to go from here. So far, you've got in, we've got into the strategies and some of the evidence. We go through a whole lot, we've spent an enormous amount of time in the course 
on, uh, on, and there's also a book coming out as well, we've spent an enormous amount of time on interviewing professors, um, consulting with them, asking questions where you get, you will get to hear them in their own words. I've got, for example, I've got um, a pediatric cardiologist from Kansas that is, that's a part of the course. I've got um, a cardiologist, uh, research cardiologist from uh, Detroit, Michigan. We have um, a professor from Norway who's one of the four most recognized, most cited professors in the adaptations of physic, physical activity and the adaptations they cause in the cardiovascular system and the impact on cardiovascular disease. So that's from Norway. We've got a professor of oncology, so cancer doctor, where we talk about, in step number two, the influence of framework, There's, there is one leading factor in the number one cause of sickness and death, cardiovascular disease, and number two cause of sickness and death. And if you control that factor that's inside those six things and the influence of framework, if you control that, you will end up um, being at, at less risk clinically less risk of a cardiovascular event but we talk about we work with an oncologist on that and how it affects cancer and people's risk of cancers by improving the thing you need to improve inside the influencer framework which is in step in step number episode number two uh what other kind of doctors we go oh, one of potentially my all-time favorite because i never thought i'd get the chance to do this I have an interview with, I think he's about 90 years old now, but three years ago he was 87 years old, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, who is, in my opinion, the father of the modern science, the modern new science of physical health. Why? Because he began in 1960 all of the medical research into the thing that is the thing in the influencer framework in step number two of the seven-step blueprint. So he began the research in Dallas, Texas, in the United States in 1960 and has become world-renowned with the Cooper Institute and the Cooper Clinic and influencing millions of people to become physically healthy. That's Dr. Kenneth Cooper. Now, I think he's retired now. However, he still owns and still has CEOs and I don't know how many doctors and like medical doctors and researchers work for him um, in the organization of the Cooper Clinic and the Cooper Institute in Dallas. But... He was the, he, I, so Dr. Kenneth Cooper, if you don't know who he is and you want to Google him, go look that up and find out the guy's career is unbelievable. So I go to a conference in Nashville, Tennessee, that's for physical education, and I just, you know, it was just mind-blowing, 5,000 physical education teachers at that, that particular conference, the most I've ever seen in one place in my entire life, but the United States is a very big place, of course, and walking past me. When I was standing in a booth um, at, you know, looking, you know, when you go to a trade show and you look at all the things to buy, I was looking at textbooks to buy and a whole bunch of stuff, and was walking past me, I couldn't, I was like, I couldn't believe it, because I knew who this person was, was at the time 87-year-old Dr. Kenneth Cooper. I didn't even know, because the conference is so big, I didn't even know that he was um, lecturing at the conference there. And in fact, he just... He told me, so what happened was, he was walking past, and I stopped him because I said, are you Dr. Cooper? And he stopped and said, look, I'm all the way from Australia, and, you know, started talking to him, blah, 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 and um, introduced myself, and I said, look, you've been one of my, hero one of my heroes growing up, 
And so, because um, I've read all of his work, and particularly over the past decade, and I had this impromptu 20-minute conversation with him where one of the things, and I, I wish I'd been able to record this, I went to his lecture, I felt like almost falling around like a little puppy dog, I went to his lecture, and I've got that recorded, so I'm going to present some of that to you in the course. And so, I wish I'd recorded the private conversation, because here's the thing that he said to me. I was asking him different questions about things inside this seven-step blueprint. Because I was never going to get this opportunity again. I mean, Dr. Cooper's retired. You can't really get get to him. And uh, his contribution to the world of the new science of physical health has been incredible. So I'm having this one-on-one conversation. I did get a photo with him, though. That was pretty good. I did like that. Um, so this one-on-one conversation with him. And um, we were um, we were talking. And he said to me, without... This is what he said to me. Without the thing, and I don't reveal it here inside this particular series, but without the thing inside step two in the influencer framework, we call it, I call it the core principle. So I'll use that term. Without, without the core principle of the new science of physical health, you cannot be physically healthy. Either children, teenagers, or adults. This is what, that's what he said to me. Without the core principle inside the new science of physical health, you cannot be physically healthy. And that just absolutely blew my mind that I could get that, what well, that's the statement that he made after all these years of research. So he'd been researching since 1960. You know, like, that's 67 years when I met him. No, 50, 57 years. 57 years of medical research and the one defining statement he said to me personally in Nashville at this conference in our one-on-one conversation was, without the core principle of the new science of physical health, which is all we go through in, and we talk about in depth inside the course, and without that, you cannot be physically healthy. So I want you to be able to use your own medical results to prove that to yourself. Not anything that I talk about as an educator and as someone who has de- designed the seven-step blueprint. But that was a, that's a great story for me to finish on, that you will get access to all of those doctors, but I'm particularly excited about sharing with you some of the lecture that Dr. Kenneth Cooper gave. And, I'm, and I may try and see if I can get a, an actual interview with him on a Zoom call, but um, I have, at the time of this recording, I haven't been able to do that but maybe by the time you get to the course, I will have been able to accomplish that. So, Because I'm going to write to the Cooper Institute and see if we can align that up somehow. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this audio episode and the seven-step blueprint here where we've gone through everything to cap it off again. Professors explain the influence of framework, the impact on molecular benefit map, the impact quadrant, sensor tech, and useful data, and this one, medical results. I hope to see you inside the course where you get to meet me face-to-face on video rather than hearing the audio stuff and just the audio stuff and a whole other documents as you move through those seven steps and learn how to embed them in your own world. All right, everybody, bye for now.